Welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. On today's show, we're recording live from the third annual Military Appreciation Day at the Sutton Ridge Farm in Jordan, Minnesota. We're going to talk all about that and the reason we're down here in a moment. But first, it's time for Generally Speaking, a weekly message from the Adjutant General of the Minnesota National Guard, Major General Sean Mankey. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, approximately 24 people per minute are victims of rape, physical violence, or stalking by intimate partner in the United States. That's more than 12 million women and men over the course of a year. Since 1981, October has been recognized as National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Domestic violence is a pattern of behavior used by one partner to maintain power and control over another partner in an intimate relationship. Anyone of any race, age, sexual orientation, religion, gender, or socioeconomic background can be a victim or perpetrator. Domestic violence varies from relationship to relationship and can happen in any form of physical, emotional, sexual, reproductive, financial, or digital abuse. If you or a loved one are experiencing any form of abuse, the National Domestic Violence Hotline will help victims find a path to safety. Visit www.thehotline.org or call 1-800-799-7233. Thank you, General Mankey. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. As I said at the opening, we're recording today at Sutton Ridge Farms on Military Appreciation Day. Sutton Ridge Farms is recognized by the state of Minnesota as a century farm from its earliest recorded homesteading in 1856, this 80-acre tract of nutrient-rich soil continues to be a, a fertile seedbed for the very basics of life for man, animal, and plant. The Jensen's established Sutton Ridge as a working farm that showcases many of the traditional farming practices from rotational grazing, crop diversity, and integrated multi-species animal husbandry. And joining me now is Mark and Jennifer Jensen, and uh, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you. Good to be here. Jennifer, I want to come to you first. Uh, Military Appreciation Day at Sutton Farms. What is this, and and why are we setting up for uh, so many people to come visit you on your homestead? Well, this all started with just one little comment with uh, Butch Whitehead, who's the head of DAV. And um, it was just a little idea about three years ago. And um, anyway, kind of a longer story about how I even got to meet him. But um, he came out here for a little bit of a, a videotaping for a thank you that I wanted to do to our customers, for our customers. Um, we sell meat here, and uh, we, a few years back, we were talking and we decided that we wanted to have an organization that we could give to, uh, that the farm would give to. Um, I mean, we give individually, but we wanted to do that. And I grew up knowing about the DAV. My mom donated and just always... Um, had heard that, you know, the words around the house and everything. So I said, hey, how, why don't we look at the DAV? And we had gotten a mailing. And um, so Butch came out. We did a little videotaping. I said I want to help raise awareness, too, because I feel like there's a generation that is um, maybe not knowing what DAV is. In fact, um, about three years ago, I was talking with a customer of ours, and I was talking about the DAV, and they looked at me blankly and said, what is that? And I said, we have to do something. (laughs) Disabled American Veterans, great organization. We need to do something about that. So he came out. We did a little videotaping. He explained what the DAV is and what they do and support they are to our veterans. And uh, I was walking him to his truck, and I said, I don't know. I said, "What what do you think about doing an event or something? You know, like 
with you guys. And, well, and Harry's pre- walking by. I'll bet he stopped and said, an event? Yeah. Let's do an event. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, sure, let's do it. So then we, we started talking and stuff, and um, and it started to formulate and all this stuff. And so now, granted, the timing on this is a little little key here. So this is the spring of 2020. We started the planning for the very first one, okay? We set for September. And um, as we all know, the summer of 2020 was a little heated. Pandemic, here we go. Well, pandemic, and we had the riots in Minneapolis. Yep. And at first, I was a little concerned then. When all that stuff broke out, I was like, man, I don't want to be a lightning rod. But the people are outside, so there was space. Right, right. Oh, no, there was space. But um, anyway, so it was just with all the negativity, I guess, that was going on in our in our city and all this stuff. I said, you know what? We need to raise the flag higher. We need to have an appreciation event. We need to have community. We need to have patriotism. We need to do this. And the first year we had 250 out here. So and it's, wow. it's four military members to honor, pay tribute and respect what Very you guys good. do for us. So. We're recording from Sutton Farms uh, Military Appreciation Day on Minnesota Military Radio. Mark, I want to come to you. Uh, most days it's a little quieter than it is here. It's a working farm, isn't it? It is. We uh, have uh, about 40 head of uh, Scottish Highland cattle. We have Lester Longwell sheep, multi-species pigs, chickens, dogs, cats. We're a working farm. And now because of this uh, this event and helping uh, our disabled American veterans, you have to open up your farm to all kinds of people to come visit. You've been working on this for a while. Uh, Jennifer's been working on this for a while. <laughs> I uh, I just try to follow through on assigned projects. Jennifer, this is the third year. How's, how did it go from year one to year two? Uh, well, it, it, I mean, year one was, we called it a success, and uh, it just spurred us on to want to go to year two. All right, and we're here on year three, and I see there's tents set up all over the place. There's a sheriff over there and first aid tent, DAV. You've got all kinds of uh, resources out here today. Yeah, we got Fort Snelling Chapel. There's, we've got uh, a lot of, lot of good people. A lot of, and the thing that when I look out and see all these tents and all these vendors, these are the people that are supporting our military. And their families. And their families. Thank you for noting that. It is a family day today. We've got the kids' boot camp over there. They can climb the climbing wall and do an obstacle course. And uh, it's it's about the family because the family sacrifices too. You know, that's a great point because when the servicemen deploy, whether it's federal deployments or state deployments, their families sacrifice as well. And there's a lot of organizations in Minnesota that are around to take care of those families while the service members are, are gone. And it is a big part of what you're doing today. Okay, what's your hopes for this event in the future? I don't know, but I've had people, I've already, I already have a 2023 folder going because, we had, in fact, we had someone drive up. A couple days ago, we were setting up. They saw the, the we've got the hay wagon out there with the 16-foot banner. I don't know if you saw that when you came in. And they saw that, drove in. Anyway, long story short, they said, uh, we want to be a part of this next year. They have a team of horses, and they want to run hay wagon rides with their horses. And um, exciting. Mark, sounds like you're going to have visitors for years to come on the farm here. Uh, that's what we're here for. But that's okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I, I came out on a recon last uh, Labor Day to find out where you were. He was dragging some equipment out of the barn. I asked him if he needed help. He said, no, I'm fine. 
and off we went. So uh, thanks for having us out today. We're good. We've got a lot of guests we're going to talk to. Uh, DAV of Minnesota is coming on. We're going to talk to Don Patton from the World War II Roundtable. And then we're going to talk to a, a Vietnam combat veteran in the, in the last segment. And your theme this year is, is to recognize Vietnam veterans. How did you come up with that? You know, last year we had uh, speakers from World War II and down, you know, to Iraqi. And it just sort of, I don't know, it was just an idea. Something spurred something. And I was talking to someone last fall, and I said, you know what? We need to recognize our Vietnam vets because, because. I see there's a lot of my fellow Vietnam veterans here already. And, of course, this thing really doesn't get underway for, what, another hour or so? So uh, it'll be a great day, and uh, we'll see how that works. And, uh, of course, you're, you're in danger. You asked me to give a little speech. So I don't know what I'm going to say, but we'll find out. So I hope we have a great day. I want to thank you both for uh, doing this event and helping DAV and taking care of our veterans. And uh, nice to meet you today on Minnesota Military Radio. My pleasure. Thank you. It was Mark and Jennifer Jensen from Sutton Farms Military Appreciation Day on Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. On today's show, we're recording from the third annual Military Appreciation Day at the Sutton Ridge Farm in Jordan, Minnesota. And in this segment, we're going to meet a couple of uh, a past commander and a current commander of the DAV of Minnesota. Uh, we're joined by Ron Haugen, who just finished his year as, uh, as the DAV commander, and Mick Aguirre, uh, who has taken it for a second time and hoping he can get it right this time. Is that correct? Is that correct, Commander? <laughs> That's correct. That's correct, Tom. Well, you, you had a year experience, so the second time around, you're, you're going you're gonna to really hit this one out of the park, right? Yeah, the last time was in 2016, 2017, so this is a good uh, good chance to learn some from the experience. And, of course, you're a, you're a Marine, Vietnam era Marine. Did you serve in Vietnam? Yes, sir, I did. Of course did. you did. 68 and 69. And... Uh, they tell me Marines a second t- when they get a second chance they just they do a good job of it. Well, that's what I heard, so I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron, you served in the Army and you just finished a year as the DAV commander for Minnesota. Correct. Yep. Does the Army have anything to say to the Marines about? Uh... <laughs> well, you know, it takes a Marine two years to get it right, or the Army does it right the first time. <laughs> well, and it leaves the it leaves the country club here to tell the stories about the DAV, which which are very important because disabled American yeah. veterans, busy busy organization from taking uh, our veterans to their medical appointments with all those vans that you've got out there. We were talking about that last week, Mick. Yes, uh, we're trying to buy new vans and make replacements for the vans we got. Right now we're at 32, and we hope to be 37 by the end of the year. we got five more vans in the work to be delivered to the different medical centers and different counties and uh, places would uh, need the transportation help out. And the key there is it's volunteer drivers. You don't need to be a veteran. just have to have a good driver's, safe driver's license, and, and uh, go to davmn.org. And sign up, whether you can uh, take one trip a week or one a month, it doesn't matter. We need drivers, right? That's correct. And like I said, we did, even with COVID, they did over a million miles in the state of Minnesota transporting veterans from their home to the medical appointments and back again at no cost to the veteran. Ron, this is critical because some of those veterans can't get to their medical appointments without the help. Yes, sir. Uh, and we're emphasize we're always looking for drivers uh, and as you mentioned, Tom, you don't have to be a veteran. You just uh, have a good good driving record and volunteer for one one route a month or uh, whatever daily. You can do. daily. Yeah, whatever yeah. time you have. Go to the website, davmn.org, and you can get in there. Now, guys, we're out at the, at the uh, Sutton Ridge Farm for the third annual Military Appreciation Day event. 
which benefits DAV and and they love us so much on the radio, they put us in a strategic location, Ron, Ron right next to the manure pile. <laughs> 30 yards from the manure pile. Yeah. But our focus today is yeah. Vietnam veterans out here. Yeah. And all three of us are Vietnam and veterans. And, and it's kind of an important thing. Ron, I know that you're a member of a, of a thing called the Last Man Club. What's that about? Uh, the official name is the uh, uh, Last Man's Club of the Vietnam Warrior of St. Peter. And as we advertise ourselves, we are a social club. Right now, we're uh, we have uh, 391 veterans uh, that have signed up. Vietnam veterans, uh, of course. Since we started 11 years ago, we've lost roughly 40 for you know a variety of health reasons. But it, it, it's a, mainly a social club, so that. As Vietnam veterans, we can get together, and it's not talk about war. It does. It's talk about family, and and living it to the end. Yep. And it's a last man club, just like uh, Vietnam veterans of of America. The VVA is a last man organization because they aren't making any more Vietnam veterans, and uh, we're among the youngest of them, and and they're getting old. Yep. Uh, and the problem there is, uh, we were exposed to Agent Orange on the ground in, in Vietnam, and the VA has recognized that they're going to take care of some 20 uh, presumptive diseases, which means if if you have that disease, you were on the ground, you were exposed to Agent Orange, the VA is finally going to provide health care for that after we've been fighting this for this for 50 years. But we've also figured out that it, it's multi-generational. It may affect your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. And when VVA goes away, DAV is going to step up and take over. The DAV mix has been around for over 100 years, right? That's correct, Tom. We just had that last celebration a year ago, and uh, we hope to stay uh, relevant in the future with uh, our membership what's coming. Uh, we draw from any, any area of the state, and uh, we're looking forward to new members because the members count as uh, the numbers. When we go up to the legislative in St. Paul or Washington, D.C., the politicians look at numbers. So when you tell them you got 1.1 million or 1.2 million, and then 90% of them vote, they listen to that, and you tell them we hold their feet to the fire and see how they vote on the veterans' issues. Ron, we told the Marine no politics, but there he goes. <laughs> but it is about it is about uh, numbers. Yeah. And here in Minnesota, the, the veterans, the Vietnam Veterans Association, is is closing down already. The nationals, yep. nationals still doing well, but it, I think it's important for our Vietnam veterans to know. Come to the DAV in Minnesota because you guys are doing a lot of work to, to make sure they're taken care of. And as you mentioned with the Agent Orange exposure, it's not so much about us as the actual veteran. It's, as you mentioned, it carries out. And the last I've read on it, it says it carries out for nine generations. Mm-hmm. So somebody's got to be here to help those families and, and get the health care that they need. And DAV's been around for 100 years. They'll be here for another yes, 100 years. we they will can, be. They yeah. can do that. Now, one of the important uh, parts of the PACT Act is they recognize a couple of new presumptives, and one of them is hypertension. And uh, if you read up on it, it says they're going to start covering that in January of 2023. The important date is today, isn't it, Ron? Correct. Uh, we should be proactive at it as veterans on getting hold of our veteran service officers, whether it's through uh, your veterans organization or the county veteran service officer. Get your application in so it's on file. Yeah. So if if it's if you get your application in now, they may not get to it till January, February. But when they approve the benefits, they'll be backdated to the date you filed your claim. Correct. Yep. So Vietnam veterans, don't wait. 
No. And, and, our, and our younger veterans that are exposed to burn pits, get in there and file those claims. You can either do it with the county veteran service officers, one in every county, or you can come right to the DAV and you guys can help them get it done. And Mick, uh, you mentioned the state legislature. DAV is part of the Commander's Task Force, which is made up of the other all nine veteran service organizations here in Minnesota, the DAV, VFW, American Legion, Correct. all of those. It's eight. Eight now? Okay. Ron's correcting me. Here we go. Here goes the Army again. <laughs> but the state legislature this year, they nearly unanimously passed an omnibus veterans bill it took all the politics out of it. Let's deal with veterans' issues, and it went through, except for one elected official, went through the House and the Senate. That was that was impressive. Oh, it was the first time it ever happened. Even uh, the governor was just um, over his mind about it. He just said, get away out of the politics, because they used to tag uh, the veterans' issues on different bills, and so they'd uh, they say, get lost oh, in the yeah, shuffle. they'd get lost in the shuffle. Here, we separate and put in one ominous bill, and it's just wonderful. And, Ron, the important thing for this coming legislative session is let's repeat that. Yes, Ed. Uh, as the Commander's Task Force, we're prepping ourselves already. Uh, uh, we had our leadership meeting here the, this, well, it's actually Thursday and Friday of this week, where we had the, the commissioner present to us and also our governor. Uh, we had an open discussion with what we are looking for into 2023 legislation. And Mick, I understand you got drafted. Yes, I was elected by my esteemed colleagues, and I'm looking forward to serving as a chairman of the Commander's Task Force this year, so following those, in the footsteps of my uh, previous commander. All Ron. those commanders said we're going to put a Marine out here and we're going to go attack the hill. Well, that's a good uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll we'll be, make sure that we get you on, and we'll talk about the legislative issues for for this year, so that we can get all our veterans up to Veterans Day on the Hill, and make sure we get the the attention of those legislatures, and make sure they do another Veterans Omnibus Bill again. Keep the politics out of taking care of our veterans, right, Mick? That's yeah. what we're looking for, Tom. Yeah. You're correct there. Yeah, that's the focus. All right, I'm gonna. He's the current commander, Ron. So I want to thank you for being with us near the manure pile out on the farm, <laughs> and Mick for all our veterans that haven't applied for benefits yet. You know, there's veterans out there. I was one of them. I didn't want to apply for benefits. Leave that for the guy that lost arms, legs, and all that kind of stuff. But I was exposed to Agent Orange, and, and I'm thrilled to get my health care at the Minneapolis VA. They do a first class job. And that's that's the word we got to get out there, Tom. Just spread the word that the VA system is set up for the veterans. Uh, if you need something, just come up and we'll take care of you. And a last question, Mick, DAVMN.org. You need volunteers. You need drivers. You need people to help with the, the uh, hunting and fishing events. Any veteran that wants to, wants to put in a little bit of time and help. Yeah, and you don't have to be a veteran to be a volunteer driver. Anybody that's got retirement, like they said, John says, you tell them how many hours you want to work. We, won't, we don't put no specified 20 or 30 hours a month. It's up to you. So let's get some of those guys out of the house and get them busy helping other veterans. Feels pretty good, doesn't it, Mick? Uh, another point, Tom, is uh, mention the outdoors, and you don't have to be a member of the DAV to participate in DAV outdoors. And we do a lot of fishing, uh, whether it's a hard water or open water events, and, and hunting and that. It's critically so, important to get our disabled veterans out of the house and out onto yep. the water and out in the woods and up to those get, hunting get some, events at Camp Get Ro- some of these 304,000 veterans in Minnesota to participate in these events. Guys, we're out of time. I want to thank you for joining me out, of, out on the farm today at this event to raise some money for DAV. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Thanks for having thank us. Thank you, sir. We appreciate yeah. it. It was Ron Hogan and Mick Aguirre.
uh, from DAV Minnesota on Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We're recording today from the third annual Military Appreciation Day at Sutton Ridge Farm in Jordan, Minnesota. And we've been talking about the theme today, which is to recognize our Vietnam veterans. And uh, we've got another very important guest joining us today, Don Patton from the World War II Roundtable. World War II was one of the most important events of the 20th century. It politically, socially, and scientifically shaped the post-war period of history in 1987, Dr. Harold Deutsch and Don Patton co-founded the uh, Harold Deutsch World War II History Roundtable. Don Patton, a retired colonel, 30-year Army veteran, has inspired, led, and directed the roundtable for 35 years. And Colonel Patton, welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. It's been a few Glad years. Glad to be back. Yeah, we were in the uh, in Golden Valley last time, I think. We were over at the radio station, and, and today we're out here at the uh, Sutton Ridge Farm, and they've got us set up right <laughs> next to the manure pile. So I don't know what that says, Colonel. <laughs> uh, Somebody's got a sense of humor, I think. We'll make it through it. <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, the World War II Roundtable. It's been a while since you've been on. Can you tell me what is that? What's your mission? What are you trying to accomplish there? And, and you've been at it for a long time. Well, we'll be starting our 36th year uh, next Tuesday. The uh, uh, I, I took Harold Deutsch's World War II history course at the University of Minnesota when I was getting my MBA. I, I got it uh, approved as elective. Uh, Harold was a unique individual. Uh, he came to the University of Minnesota in 29 out of Harvard, Ph.D. He's a, actually a Wisconsin native, but uh, came to uh, University of Minnesota as a Napoleonic scholar, if you can believe who teaches Napoleon today. but um, How many of our students even know what that is? Who or? Napoleon was, yeah. Uh. But uh, uh, because he was uh, had German ancestry, uh, he did a couple of sabbaticals to go over and interview the World War I German leadership in the early 30s. Uh, he saw the rise of the Nazi Party as he was over there touring uh, Germany. Uh, I, I know that he uh, attended, he was over there for a year in 1936, attended the uh, Olympics, which was greatly heralded by the Nazis and Hitler. Uh, at... Uh, there goes, there goes a willy, a World War II jank. <laughs> Jeep driving right by Don't us. Don't get run over. But uh, uh, at, he, he became a member of the OSS during, uh, during the war, and uh, he interviewed all of the Nazi leadership at the Nuremberg War Trials. Fascinating. So, so he came back to Minnesota and started this World War II history course that I mentioned I took with my MBA. Uh, uh, he retired and then went on to uh, become a what ended up being a distinguished scholar at the Army War College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Uh, I was uh, selected to attend the active duty War College class, uh, uh, class of 85, way back. And uh, so Harold and I, we reconnected at Carlisle, uh, returned to Minnesota, and uh, uh, kind of got settled for a, a little while. We met at the Perkins on Riverside right there by the uh, St. Mary's uh, Hospital and said, you know, we need to do something uh, uh, to record Harry, some of the stories for, well, for World War II. Well, but 
Harold says, Don, you run it. If you can't find speakers, then uh, I'll uh, I'll just teach my course. Well, uh, it was unbelievable the, the resources that we did in that first year of eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Uh, a lot of World War II veterans available at that time. There were a lot of veterans, but there were also a lot of historians uh, that were here. Uh, there's one one gentleman that was awarded the. Samuel Elliott Morrison Award, three times. Very few people have even been awarded once, but three times. And he was a graduate of Bemidji State. And uh, so it was just unbelievable the, uh, the people that I was able to kind of shake the apple tree and, you know, golden apples fell out. But uh, we, we're speaking with, with retired Colonel Don Batten about the World War II roundtables on Minnesota Military Radio out at the Sutton Ridge Farm. Sir, we've only got about five minutes left. The World War II roundtables, can you tell me what that is and, and uh, what people learned over the well, years? Uh, we, we, we began with uh, the commitment to, to find the veterans, to tell the veteran stories. <clears throat> and for about the first... 10 or 12 years, we were almost exclusively uh, having veterans tell their stories. And it, it was amazing. Uh, we had a retired general uh, out in, uh, lived in Wayzata. Uh He was the operations officer of the planning of the southern invasion of France. Oh, goodness. Uh, we had uh, uh, a, a fellow that was born down near Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. He was a combat photographer. He was on the beaches before the infantry landed at Normandy. These are guys that were there telling their stories firsthand. Their stories, and we we didn't we didn't really do a a lot of I would say foresight or planning of where the round table was going to go. Early on, I think we we videotaped, and when you think about '87, videotape was pretty novel at that point. But some guy happened to have a camera, and we actually have one of our first-year programs uh, on tape. Uh, but uh, uh, as, as our attendance grew, uh, we, we've actually made that a very important part. And we've uh, video we videotape all of our programs right now. We have a first-rate photographer that videotapes, edits, and for about the last 80 of our programs, we've actually posted on YouTube through our webpage. Got a whole new way to get those stories out there, sir. It, it is. We just got a few minutes. What's up for the next year? What's up? What are you doing for the 36th year? You're well, running out of World War II guys? No. Uh, I, I keep finding them. Uh, the, the, the program that I'll be moderating in October, uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings uh, asked me to put together a bunch of, of veterans back pre-COVID that they took over for the Veterans Day Memorial at the Normandy Cemetery. The Vikings paid for that. Didn't get a lot of no, notoriety, but they uh, uh, honored those veterans at the halftime at one of the games when they returned. Terrific. But I, I've, I've got a veteran that was in the pigeon unit of the 2nd Armored Division coming so- up. That was a form of communications, wasn't it? That was a way of getting <laughs> intelligence and information back. Exactly. Times have changed, sir. Now, now Fred, Fred said, you know, we, we knew when we were going to launch an assault because they sent a bunch of us forward with our pigeons. 
Like <laughs> hopefully the other side didn't wasn't aware of that, but uh, it well, worked. Yeah. Colonel, we're uh, we just got a couple minutes left. Uh, I know that you're being recognized soon with an award. I understand it's a National Patriot of the Year award by Fox uh, Nation, exactly. And uh, I, I, you know, I, um, I, I think too much of the of the roundtable has been focused on on me because I, you know, longevity maybe. But uh, um, we've got uh, we've got a um, uh, last year. I ended up with some serious health problems. I ended up with COVID for three months and then a major prostate problem. And the other volunteers that we've attracted to the round table stepped in and just did a marvelous job. So uh, it took a lot of the pressure off me, but it also next helped, man helped, up, sir. Next uh, man up. helped the legacy of of the. Uh, forward, but I'm, I'm still trying to find uh, veterans. We still f- uh, find a few, uh, and uh, uh, starting in the early 2000s, we started bringing in major historians. The the, the speaker we have coming in next week uh, on, on for our first program in September, John McManus. He is one of the uh, recognized, probably top two, three of military historians, writes about Army in World War II. Sir, you've been able to build uh, quite a quite a volume of uh, interviews and save those for posterity. I just hope our listeners are interested enough in World War II to go listen and learn well, and we, find we, out what it took to fight in that war. We now meet at the Minnesota History Center on the second and uh, second Tuesday, September through May. And because we kept finding so many opportunities, we added a fourth uh, thir- uh, fourth Tuesday on uh, uh, October and March. That's so, got to make you feel good, girl. It does. it does. Sir, we're just about out of time. I'd like to congratulate you on the, what a what a magnificent body of work over uh, 36 years, and you're still going. still going. I know what you mean when you say it's not about you. You're just trying to document these stories and get them out and save them for posterity. Well, I think it's I think it's important with with so few people in the military today. Uh, the thing that the military has done for the world and certainly for our country uh, doesn't get recognized enough today. And uh, It's easy for the 99% to just get up and go to work and not think about it. Yeah. Well, it's we great, great that you, you've done a fantastic job, sir, and we hope to have you back on the show sometime soon. Be glad to do it. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you. That was retired Colonel Don Patton talking about the World War II Roundtable on Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We are recording today from the third annual Military Appreciation Day at Sutton Ridge Farm in Jordan. And in a moment, we're going to talk to a combat veteran from Vietnam. But first, it's time for the Commissioner's Corner, a weekly update from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. Now, here's Commissioner Larry Herkey. The Minnesota Commander's Task Force, or CTF, is made up of nine congressionally chartered veteran service organizations here in Minnesota. They include the American Legion, Veterans of Foreign Wars, Disabled American Veterans, Vietnam Veterans of America, Military Order of the Purple Heart, Marine Corps League, AMVETS, Jewish War Veterans, and the Paralyzed Veterans of America. The CTF acts as a single voice for veterans of Minnesota. They meet monthly to discuss the issues affecting veterans and their families and facilitate communication among veteran service organizations. The CTF promotes legislative initiatives and represents veterans and their families on the Hill. The CTF is also an advisory board to me, and for that I am very grateful. I look forward to working with the commanders in the upcoming year. 
Thank you, Commissioner Herkey. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. We have a guest joining us to, in this segment is who is a combat veteran from Vietnam. It's Jerry Myron. 1968, Jerry was in the Vietnam War. He was a scout dog handler and worked with a German shepherd dog named Rebel. Jerry and Rebel would uh, walk out ahead of the troops to give early silent warning for hidden dangers such as base camps, ambushes, trip wires, and booby traps. Rebel could direct danger as far as detect danger as far as 500 to 1,000 meters out. Jerry, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Well, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Jerry, after I read that about you and Rebel, uh, I think I'm happy you're here, too. You survived it. You're out in front taking fire. How'd that work? Well, sometimes it wasn't too much fun. It wasn't. And, uh, you know, at times my mom used to say, you know, whatever you do, make sure you stay out of danger. And all of a sudden they're telling me i got to walk point. And I'm saying, like, what? What? I'm supposed to stay out of danger. So. But your partner in crime, Rebel, could smell it coming. I imagine he saved your life a bunch of times. I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times that dog has uh, really saved my life. He, To me, I believe he was absolutely the best dog in, in all of uh, Vietnam. It took me about nine months over there working with Rebel until whatever he did, I could tell you exactly why he was doing that. It took me nine months to figure that out. He was signaling you something all the time. Exactly right. He was giving me all different types of warnings and alerts to tell me what was happening uh, out front and all around me. But you survived rocket attacks, firefights, booby traps, three scorpion stings. (laughs) It's a good thing you had rebel with you, sir. Otherwise, (laughs) we wouldn't be meeting you today. So Vietnam, one, one tour over there? Pardon me? What do you remember when you came home from that, that dangerous tour in Vietnam? When I came home? Yes, sir. Well, the first thing I, I remember was kissing the ground when I got off the airplane. Uh-huh. I loved it. And I'm talking about when I, I hit uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, of course, the other thing that I remember wasn't such a great thing to remember, which is, uh, you know, all the different... Uh, People are calling me baby killers. They had signs up there telling me I was baby killers. And uh, that that wasn't a lot of fun because the thing I tried to explain to these people is, guess what? I didn't want to be over there either. You were but, just doing your duty and doing what they asked you to do and, and getting it done the best way you could. My government told me that's exactly right, that I was supposed to go. So I honorably, I did go. What else do I remember? Oh, man, coming home to my house, looking around and saying, oh, I grew up over in a, by St. Thomas College in the Midway District, and I, I just remember coming in the house and seeing my mom and my brother, and we all just hugged and cried. My other three brothers weren't there. My sister wasn't there. But Get out of the military, grow your hair out, <laughs> start to look like a civilian again, and, and let's figure out how to live in the real world, because that's what we called being back here in the world. <laughs> But it was it was a strange time, and I think in, I think I'm a Vietnam veteran that it was a hangover from World War II and Korea, both uh-huh. bloody wars. Yeah, they weren't ready. The people in the United States weren't ready to be involved in another war, and, and it wasn't us. Yeah, it was it was a strange time. Uh huh. And, and, and they think, could see everything had happened right there. Yeah, the evening news, you know, body yeah. counts, and all those things. Right. But we were just doing our duty, and and one of the things that I think we've achieved in the last fifty years is to say. Never again. Never again. We need to take care of our troops and their veterans and their families today, and, and it's happened, hasn't it? Exactly. Isn't that what the Vietnam vet did? We said it's never going to happen again. 
It's not got, going to. I think we got that one done. Jerry. We did, <laughs> and I'm glad we did. We we absolutely did. Uh, nobody should go through what we what we had to go through there. And they won't again. We're talking to Jerry Myron, a Vietnam veteran, combat veteran, on Minnesota Military Radio. I, I see you're wearing a jersey today. I understand you're involved in something called Warrior Hockey. Uh, I skate for the Minnesota Warriors Ice Hockey, which is all wounded, disabled, or otherwise disabled combat veterans. We've had Tim Loney on the show before to talk Tim. about it. How's he doing? <laughs> Tim is doing great. I just saw him at the State Fair Military Appreciation Day, mm-hmm. and uh, we spent a lot of time laughing and joking. And this was really funny because people are all walking by, and I'm just grabbing them and pulling them over and asking them if they're uh, uh, veterans combat, are they wounded or disabled or anything like that? And all of a sudden, when they are, I'm all over the top of them because we're trying to bring new players in. Now, when I first got into this, we started out with five players, five skaters. And I'm a goalie, by the way. So you were out, out <laughs> at the Military Appreciation Day saying, are you a veteran? That's right. Are you disabled? Can you skate? That's right. If you can, we need you. <laughs> Either way, exactly right. And then Tim Loney said, you know what I love about you, Jerry? You just you just go out and you grab these guys, you pull them in, you direct them to who they should be talking to, and then you go out and get another one. So it's pretty easy compared to when you were out out front with Rebel and people were shooting at you. Yeah, this is just talking to veterans. That's easy. <laughs> exactly that's easy. right. And it's funny you say that because that's one of the things I concentrate on a lot. Is when I hit situations that are kind of difficult situations, I say to myself, "This isn't difficult Nothing to this compared to what you were doing." Especially when I was nineteen years old. So the warrior hockey who's eligible and we just got a couple minutes oh sure okay um it's anybody that they have to have at least a 10 percent disability in order to skate for us don't worry whether you can skate or not we'll teach you we'll help you don't worry about the equipment if tim we'll loney totally can do it you can do if it tim, <laughs> i'm 84 <laughs> if i can be a 74 i mean wow i just don't I'm, add 10 years we don't need that we don't need that uh so yeah anybody can and we get you all your equipment and we pay for all the ice time, so you don't have to worry about any of that. We take care of it. So this is just an opportunity for uh, disabled veterans to get together and have some fun. To have, Yeah, play hockey, have some fun. I'm telling you, when we're in a locker room, it's just a blast. And uh, we skate against the NHL alumni once or twice a year. I mean, these are guys that I grew up with watching them skate for the North Stars. Some of these guys playing for other teams that are on the uh, NHL alumni uh, won the Stanley Cup. I'm in a locker room with these guys now. They're really a bunch of wonderful guys. And you people out there that are thinking about wanting to skate, please, please give us a call. Don't wait. Reach out. And what we really do is we look after our own. If somebody doesn't show up to practice and we know they've got some difficulties, we'll reach out to them and we'll just tell them, where are you at? Get to practice. So So they just uh, Google Warrior Hockey? Yeah, Minnesota Warriors. Minnesota Minnesota Warriors Warriors Ice Hockey. Google that. Do that. Minnesota Warriors Ice Hockey. Get out there. Join these guys. Have some fun. God. Jerry, we're out at the farm today, and they're recognizing Vietnam veterans, and uh, they aren't making any more of us. No. (laughs) And and we learned today that when the Vietnam Veterans of America uh, goes out of function, the DAV, Disabled American Veterans, are going to take care of us and Uh and our families and and they're doing a great job. So it's fun to be out here and and do an event to raise some money for uh, Disabled American Veterans, DAVMN.org. Last question. Yes. You know, we're now the older vets, and there's we're the older vets, and there's younger vets. When you meet younger younger ones, 
What do you tell them? Um, I I usually just reach out to them and say, how was your time in the military? Did you enjoy it? Did you not? What's wrong with it? Are you reaching out to people to try and help you? Because I hope you're having a fun time in the military if it's your career. And if you're in just a short time, enjoy it while you can. Life goes by too fast. There's a lot more out there that you can talk to, see people, visit. But you know what? We have the greatest country in the world. Just go ahead and enjoy your time in the military. Enjoy the people that you might run into because as time goes by, you're going to run into a lot of people down the road. When you're like me, been out for 50 years, you're going to run into these people. You're going to look back and you're going to say, wow, that time went by fast. So enjoy it. Live your life one day at a time. (laughs) Live the best life you can. Don't worry about the past, right? Nope. Don't worry about it. It'll come up. But just kick it out of your mind and uh, concentrate on something different. Well, for our listeners, if you've heard uh, some music and the, and the rifle salute in the background, it's opening ceremonies at uh, Sutton Ridge Farm. And we've been speaking with Jerry Myron, a combat Vietnam veteran on Minnesota Military Radio. Jerry, thanks for joining us today. You're, you're welcome. And uh, just to all you veterans out there, thank you for your service. Very good, sir. We're just about out of time. Thanks for listening to this edition of Minnesota Military Radio. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us this week, Mark and Jennifer Jensen from the uh, Sutton Ridge Farm, where uh, we're recording from today, Mick Aguirre and Ron Haugen from DAV of Minnesota, Mr. Don Patton, retired colonel from the World War II uh, Roundtable, Jerry Myron, Vietnam Combat Veteran, Commissioner Larry Herkey, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, and finally, Minnesota's Adjutant General, Major General Sean Mankey. Please join us next week as we talk about the Minnesota's Homeland Security Emergency Management, and the Think Great Foundation. That's coming up next weekend on this station or online anytime at minnesotamilitaryradio.com. I'm Tom Lyons, and I hope that you make a difference in someone's life this week. Minnesota Military Radio is a production of iHeartMedia, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, the Minneapolis VA, Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, and the Minnesota National Guard. Your host is Tom Lyons, founder and owner of Phelan Partners Limited, a merger and acquisition advisory firm. Tom is a life member of the American Legion, VFW, Vietnam Veterans of America, and the DAV. For podcasts and the latest updates, follow us at minnesotamilitaryradio.com.